everybody. Welcome back to the Sisters and Friends podcast. It's your girl, not Sadie. <laughs> All right. Perfect. This, this is, how was that? That was pretty good. I Except was, you said, would you say hello, everybody? When I say, what's up, fam? Okay. What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Sisters and Friends, Sisters and Friends podcast. podcast. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday, everybody. Here we are flipping the script. <laughs> I got your girl Sadie over here. You're interviewing me, is what you're okay. trying to say. What I'm trying to say is... <laughs> Our team's laughing in the background. So, let okay, me okay. take over. Set the stage, set the stage. Let them know what's happening. You okay. have not been hijacked. I have not been hijacked. You kind of. I kind of was hijacked. But we thought it would be cool if someone interviewed me for the podcast as a change, and uh, someone asked me questions because I'm used to asking so many people questions. Of course, I've done so many interviews in my life and been interviewed a lot, but never on my own podcast have I been interviewed. And so, you know, we've had, what, 100 plus episodes. We've done this for years. It's about time I get interviewed. It's about time. I so, feel honored that you are letting me do this. Well, it wasn't by choice. It's I didn't true. choose you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true somebody else was supposed to do this and it there was a shift in the schedule so they put the backup plan in so everyone is blessed with plan I'm b i'm just saying buckle up yes okay? sadie you don't even know what you what don't even for. know and i'm nervous because steph's truly one of my best friends in the world knows me better i would say Probably confidently say, besides Christian, yeah. you probably know me better than anyone else in the world. Yeah. And so... I would say that about you. Truly. I feel like you probably truly. know all of my... You like, know all of all it. My, yeah, me too. Which is what makes me nervous about Basically, this moment. Basically, we could sabotage each other. We, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, so, let's yes. get it, Let's dive in. Okay. Because I want to start off just by addressing something. Okay. I don't know if you're aware, but there's like actually some rumors going around our office. Oh, is are there? Yeah, with our team. Oh no. And I thought, what a better place, really, just as like you and I in <laughs> leadership not? to hash it out just in front of everybody and like talk through some of these rumors. Let's bring people into this. Yeah, let's just bring people into it. Like we're gonna shed light on it. But I am nervous. All right. So the thing is, some people are under the impression that perhaps you know how to like make yourself sound like a dinosaur oh wow and i said i don't i've never seen this oh wow oh wow i said i've never seen this before i'm unaware of the situation but some of the girls were like no i swear and i was like i don't think that's true but like let's just squash the rumor right now okay do you want to give me a little insight into this here's the thing most people think dinosaurs are extinct i don't want to freak people out on the internet but if but if you're kind of into these things, you might be surprised to know there's one left. Is this a conspiracy theory? <laughs> I'm dead. That was probably my best one ever. It's the lights and the cameras. <laughs> okay. Wow, I'm really glad we set the record straight. I mean, if rumors if rumors right. were being told, yeah. Well, one other people should know. One other big thing before oh, no, we move I'm to nervous. the lighthearted things. I'm nervous. Is like actually, I have been meaning to talk to you about something. Okay. <laughs> before we dive in, like I said, Shoot. this is more of a serious thing though. Okay. I've been meaning to talk to you about like 
you know, we talk about blind spots a lot. <laughs> okay. And, like, I've, you have a couple. I'm so nervous. Well, By the way, for those listening, we have not talked about anything that no, Steph's going to ask we're me. Gonna cut so I have out. no idea what's it's going. Fine. We're going to cut this all up. But I do just want to mention, like, you, like, it kind of hurt my feelings last week when we were playing tennis together. <laughs> when, like, you were trying to be, like, I'm so good, I'm so good. And, like, I was thinking, like, I signed up for the A team. And here we are. We go in. I have a perfect tennis record. Like, literally, I've never lost a tennis match in my life. Have you ever played a tennis match Doesn't in matter. your life? Thank I've you. never lost a tennis Thank match you. game in my whole life. And then like, you're like, I'll be your partner. And we, like, you know, you're like we show up. Yes. We have the matching shirts and all that stuff. And then, like, you kind of let me down a little bit yeah. when, like, we lost. Steph, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't know. I don't know where the impression you know, came to you that we were going to be the A-team. That should have never been assumed. But maybe it was assumed because I don't lose often. But somehow, randomly, when you were replaced as my partner, (laughs) we lost. And somehow, we lost when it was your serve. So, you know, let's just dive into some of the other content. Yeah, you might want to before this gets worse. Yeah, let's just move on. All right, no, for real, though, this is really fun. Because I do feel like there's so many things I know about you, yeah, which is really sweet, that other people might not get to see. Which yeah. I'm like, oh, they're like such like little like sweet things. I wish everybody could actually like see into your life. And like one of the things I will say is, you work so hard. And I'm not saying that to like toot your horn. Again, no one even knows that like we're saying this. But yeah. like, I like you have honey. You show up to every single meeting here at the office. Like, you're, last night, we were getting ready for conference. You're in there, like, gluing letters. Like, you're just a part of everything. Mm-hmm. And I just want to honor you and say, like, you so are an amazing leader you. in Thank that you. sense. Like, you you lead so well in that. But why don't you share, what does your actual week look like? Because I think there's some things that people are probably oh, like, what does your life actually look like? Like, yes. do you... Do you just, like, show up to the office and just, like, hang out with the girls all day? Are you, like, when yeah. people, do you just read pages and be like, oh, this looks, like, fun. You put that <laughs> as my book. No, like, yeah, no like what does your actual life look like? Yes. And I'm going to probably add to it because. You probably should because you probably know this yeah. answer better than even I do. Um and I say that because you pretty much own my schedule. Like, you, I don't so even know control. what I'm doing tomorrow until I see it on the calendar um, half the time. But, yeah. And we've gotten to the place where we can do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like, we've worked together for how many years? Five years now. Um, and it didn't start like that. You know, we weren't always yeah. doing all the stuff that we're doing now. And we definitely weren't always doing what we're doing now as well as we're doing it now. Yeah. I think we've, like found how to actually structure it well and after having honey we had to shift a lot of like how am I actually going to practically do this and be a great mom and so I guess my week kind of looks like this now so Mondays we have it scheduled are always my meeting days so we have meetings all day Monday pretty much start of the day nine o'clock to end of the day five o'clock just like phone calls 
And that can look like with so many different people. We work with a lot of different people. You know, to put on a podcast requires you working with several different people. To Mm -hmm. put on a conference requires you working with so many different companies and people and production and lighting and this and that. Um, In just LO world, we have um, an app. We have podcasting. We have a clothing line. We have uh, books. We have all this stuff. And so we have a meeting with our team just Mm -hmm. to make sure everybody's lane is actually thriving and doing well or what are some things they're not thriving in? How can we how can we fix that? So Mondays are full of all that, which you set this all up. So I'm telling it to everybody listening. Right. Um, Tuesdays um, are typically a writing day for the most part. So anything I have like in the works of like maybe I'm working on a book, which I pretty much am always working on a book and I will be <laughs> for the next four years of my life uh, with the book contract that I have. So i am working on a book and then um, I'll work on whatever edits I have for that. And then I'll also work on content for my next message that I'm going to preach on. Yep. So I'll work on that Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Those are kind of full content days. And sometimes I'll do that at the house, but more than likely I'll come into the office to just get away and actually sit in my room. I'll light my candles. I draw on the dry erase board. I love your whiteboard. It is like always so full. Like, I'll like go in there like, woo. That you is your, like woo. my zone. That is my so zone. Good light my candles and get a dry erase marker that's like that's where I feel like I'm thriving and just like hearing from the Lord and writing um Thursdays are always podcast days so typically I record three podcasts every Thursday and we do ads and all that which is always crazy um it's a lot of conversations and a lot of talking so I forgot to mention in the prep days like in the content days I will prep for podcasts and I'd prep my own podcast for years and now I have someone on our team who helps me prep so she'll help read the books help listen to the songs and get great questions and then I'll look over them on Wednesday and make sure I feel good about them watch other YouTube videos I want to watch and get ready for Thursday's conversations by the end of Thursday I'm pretty much pooped my brain is pretty much dead Uh, and if you've ever like had a long day at school and you feel like your brain is fried that's kind of how I feel on Thursdays and then Friday is kind of like a free-for-all day. Everyone on our team um, is allowed to work wherever they want to work as long as they get work done. And if I'm done with my work on Friday, then I spend the whole day with Honey. That's yeah. like our day. If I have stuff to do, obviously I do it. But I, I always have Honey on Fridays, which is so fun and so sweet. So that's typically what a week yes. looks like. Obviously, these weeks are crazier because we're planning a conference. And so some seasons are busy. Others, some seasons aren't as busy as others. Right. Um, it kind of depends. But that's... That's pretty standard. I, I think would say. that's such good insight, though. Mm-hmm. And, but what I liked what you said was it didn't start that way. No, like that has literally been like this like growth of the team yeah. to finally like get into this more of like a schedule to of these rhythm. are the things that like this we is Monday, do. this yeah. is Tuesday, yeah. But I want why don't you speak to that because I feel like there's a lot of girls that have reached out recently that have asked this question, mm-hmm. and I want to ask you about it. And it's like. They, like, see what's happening with Live Original, and they're like, oh, that's so amazing. Like, I want to do something like that. But then it's, like, this process of, like, how do you actually start something? That's good. And so why don't you speak to, like, when you had the vision? Yeah. And then maybe even along the way, like, it hasn't been easy. And I've been on that journey with you, and, like, it didn't just, like, happen. Like, even, like, the podcast, like – season one, we were talking about this earlier. We were recording podcast ads in the back of your Jeep, you know? So, like – how do you start something and then how do you stick with it even when it's hard? Yeah, it's good. Man, that's so good. I think it it is sticking with it, like just mm-hmm. sticking with it. And if God called you to something, no matter what 
you deem as successful or no matter what you think the timeline is going to be is just like being faithful to the yes that you said to the Lord. I remember whenever whenever I was 17 and I felt like the Lord put in my heart when I was at that conference that I really gave my life to Jesus, he put in my heart to do live events um, under the umbrella of what my book was named, Live Original. That's all I knew. Okay, I'm going to do live events. I'm going to do something like that. So then I had to figure out, okay, how am I going to do that? I was uh, going to my senior year of high school. I was like, what does that look like? So I asked like all my cousins, like, hey, will y'all be a part of this with me? Um, I got in contact with someone who puts on live events who was going to help with like the production of it. And then I knew the guys from For King and Country from something I had done before with Duck Dynasty. So I reached out to them and was like, hey, would you play at my live event? We'll pay you this much money. And I was just mm-hmm. like, this is all I knew, like scrappy. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I, Sean and Catherine Lowe had just been on The Bachelor. So I, I texted them because I had their number from DMing on Instagram. I said, hey, would you do a Q&A with me at a live event? Okay, that's all I know. And then I'm like, how do we fill the space? So I always joke about this because I grew up in a traditional background. Women uh, didn't speak in the church where I grew up. And so, but what women did do was they did skits and stuff. So we prepared skits. I'm not laughing, but it's just so great. It's so funny. So I was like, well, we'll do some skits. We'll do some fun, like interactive, like skits. So that first live event was like me and my cousins doing skits and like, um, things like that, and we had for King Country um, perform, and we had an uh, interview with Sean and Catherine Lowe, and it was awesome, you know? We did a relationship Q&A with all my cousins, and we did it in Nashville, and um, it sold out because I had been well-known from the show, so so it did well, and from that point, someone was in the audience with their daughter, a guy had brought their daughter, and he was like, hey, this was really cool. Uh, what would you think about going on a tour? I'm in charge of like touring. I would love to do this for you. And I was like, wow. So then it was like another yes. Mm. Well, then we did that. And honestly, like, you know that because that's where we met. That was so hard. And like, that could have been the thing that I was like, okay, never mind. Like, this is the wrong thing. Like, I made a mistake. Like, this is not what I want to do. But I actually just learned a lot and was like, okay, I just need to like, it's not that this is not what I'm supposed to do. It's just, I just need to get, I just need to ask God for wisdom on how to do it. And that was not the right way. Right. And so, uh, man, got back up, moved to Nashville, and ended up really diving into that. And then everything kind of led from there. So I think it's just like, okay, God will put a vision on your heart. When God puts the vision in your heart, yeah. say, yes, Lord, but don't expect for God to then make the vision come to life. Yeah. You have to use the hands that he gave you to do it. I love the story of Nehemiah because Nehemiah built, he was rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. Nehemiah doesn't know how to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, but he kept asking the Lord to strengthen his hands. And I used to pray that all the time, God, strengthen my hands and give me wisdom. And those two prayers were just like, God, strengthen my hands, give me wisdom. And um, man, when I look back at LO and what it's become, the podcast, the app, this, that, the conference, the blah, blah, yeah. it's like a whole lot of prayer, a lot of yeses, a lot of face plants, a yeah. lot of getting back up, a lot of heartache that you've seen, a lot yeah. of tears, a lot of struggle. Um but man, would I do it again? Yes, because I'm so yeah. thankful for what it produced. Mm-hmm. But just because you are in the perfect will of God for your life, just because you are faithfully saying yes to everything he has, just because you're actually in the lane of living out your purpose does not mean that it's not going to come with struggle. Yeah. does not mean it's not going to be hard. does oh. not mean it's not going to take years to build and oh grow. Yeah. Um, but I think 
in all of that, it makes you who you are. And yeah. that's why I love it. That's yeah. why I love the process of it all. Um, you got to stick with it and right. it'll shape you to become who you are. And you'll yeah. look back and you'll say, thank God for every single one of those hiccups and hurdles because I would not be the leader I am if right. I didn't learn the hard way. Right. If it was all easy, who would I be? You right. know? Right. That's so good. I was just talking to one of the girls this morning about that. She was like, oh, there's like a lot with conference. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. she was like feeling a little bit of like stress. And I was like, how awesome. It's like, you're being refined through this process. Mm -hmm. And like she, cause she, you know, she's talking about, she's seeing things come up within herself or she's getting anxious or whatever. And it's like, it is like live original, like what God is doing. He's doing so much like out there, but also like in our own lives too, of refining us and like in your life and in my life and like our team's life of like, some of these things are really hard and it's like I'm seeing parts of myself that God has to deal with or God has to refine or like checking my motive all the time like all right like if one person responds to that like do I believe that like you know or or nobody but like God told us to do this so we're gonna be obedient to the calling and the vision Mm -hmm. of it and like is that gonna be enough you know it's like I think that's good I think God I think God wants that I think God allows that like I think some people think well if something gets hard it's like that's the devil well, there is definitely the devil's involved in things yeah. and there is an enemy. But I think some of it is like God pruning us, like God yes. like refining us. And right. like those are not bad things, you know. Right. Um, man, think about like um, Daniel getting thrown into the lion's den. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, think about how refining that was, how, how scary and anxious that would be, how crazy that would be. But if he wouldn't have been in that lion's den, then the king at the time would have never seen the faithfulness and the glory mm-hmm. of God. And so it's like sometimes like it's the moments in the den with the lion that actually is the very thing God's going to use to show yeah. the people around you how mm-hmm. good he is in your life and how faithful he is. Um, so don't don't think that just because it's hard or just because you're anxious or stressed or it's busy, that that's not an okay thing. I think lean into that and let God, let God refine you Mm -hmm. in those seasons. Um, Because, you know, you can avoid it. You can try to run from it, but uh, you can't really outrun those life lessons that he's going to get into your life. And like taking the gold from those life lessons. And then like as Court says, you have to bounce back. You got to bounce back. There are so many times. Say you're That's the queen so of, bou- of the bounce back. I just want to say I learned so much from you. Shout <laughs> out to Court. Shout out to Court for <laughs> planting that word. But like you are the queen of the bounce back because oh. truly though, like even just in this last season, like I've like watched so many things happen behind the scenes of, or like things outside of our control that happen. And you're like okay as Bob Goff would say as well, sink Sink back up up and like move on when there's moments of disappointment. Mm -hmm. But I think it can also be really easy to become jaded. Yep. You know, and like finding that line because even like I've heard leaders say like, oh, it's like so lonely at the top or like leadership is like really lonely and like all those things. And I feel like you have lived your life in a way where you're like, I don't want to live that way where mm-hmm. I'm like upset or angry or like a jaded yeah. leader because I've been like hurt by people. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. I th- like, how do you maintain that soft heart yeah. still when like you have been hurt yeah. and like being able to bounce back? Because I will say too, I think that's like whether or not you're leading an organization or you're leading in your sorority, like any type of leadership position that you have, like there are going to be moments where it's like, you do have to bounce back. Yeah, and you have to remember mm-hmm. the vision, 
and like not have a hard heart moving yeah. forward and be like, oh, leadership's so lonely. It's awful. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Man, that's so real. Honestly, I mean, and, and truthfully through a lot of probably really hard and raw prayers um, because because you do get hurt and yeah. it does get hard, like period. Like there's not like, oh, if it gets harder – Maybe yeah. no, like it will, and it does, and yeah. it and it hurts. And I remember recently, man. Um, I think I'll say this before I say that. Um, I think you can't let the the high moments and the successful moments become something like that you idolize after, and you can't let the low moments that are like the failing moments and the painful moments also become something you idolize over. Yeah. I think some people tend to hold on to both of those things for a little too long. Yeah. And you do actually just have to keep moving forward and say, God, what what is for my tomorrow? What is for Mm -hmm. my today? Or I guess let's not go tomorrow. Let's say, what is for my today? Like that was yesterday's success. And that was huge. And that was awesome. Mm -hmm. That was epic. But there's more for today. Yeah. Man, yesterday that sucked honestly that that hurt I don't want to show it tomorrow but there's something today that you have for me that that's different um we have a God that goes from glory to glory to glory we have a God whose mercies are new every single morning and there are some days where I have to wake up and I'm going to say God yesterday was terrible I receive your mercy for today or God yesterday was awesome man it was so good but God you're not going to fail me today you know I'm not going to do something less than because you're in it and so I think that you can't idolize your your successful moments you can't idolize your your broken moments you have to just kind of find this humbling in between of god what where is my today and um so i'll say recently you know we we've done so many great things recently i mean if you looked at elo from the outside you would be like oh my gosh this is like as ag would say thriving and abiding i mean this is like going great and it is and and internally too it is yeah but but i have you've watched this i've been hurt a couple times in some pretty painful ways with people and some pretty painful ways um, and disappointed in ways with like, even I'll get an email. Like we got an email recently. It's like, hey, this book is not doing very well compared right. to your other books. And like that that stinks and that yeah. hurts or whatever. But it's more like the people thing that hurts me. And um, I've had so many mentors say what you just said. Say to me, Sadie, it is lonely at the top. You cannot become friends with people. You either choose right now, are you going to be a leader or you're going to be a friend because you can't be both. I've literally had someone right. tell me that. You, right. you either lead or you be friends with people, but you can't do both. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like always being like, oh, God, like I don't want that because like I love my friends so much. I love yeah. people so much. I don't think I can do that. So like how do I be a leader and a friend? And I've always tried to do that. But when, but then you realize why people say that because totally. that hurts and because that's hard. Yeah. And um, I just remember recently walking through another situation where I kind of got hurt by a friend um but I'll back up and tell the full story um so I was on a plane and it was right before the day that so many people were about to start we had like five people start the summer five new people so I was on a plane ride and I was gonna leave this moment with our 10 team members uh in the next that that following weekend and I was like golly what do you want for that day what do you want for everybody's first day of work how do I lead that well and I felt like the Lord told me to wash their feet to wash every one of our teammates feet and I said no God I am not doing that (laughs) And God said, do it. Wash their feet. And I was like, absolutely not. Because it wasn't that it was like, oh, gross feet. It wasn't that. It was just like, I was like, that would be so awkward if I washed people's feet. Like, they don't even know me yet. Like, what am I going to do? Get down. I don't want to make it weird, whatever. And the Lord said to me, do not reserve your leadership and do not reserve your love because you're scared of getting hurt. And I was like, okay. Yeah. 
just a couple days go by and I washed everybody's feet and it was a powerful moment and it was beautiful honestly just it, for me it was just like it made me feel near to Jesus yeah it was and such um, a sacred moment and two days later, someone on our team who I love so much left. Right. And um, I love this person so much. There's no hurt feelings. It was a, it was a legitimate reason why she left. But but it, that's hard, yeah. you know. But I remember just being like, Jesus, you get it. Mm-hmm. Like, you get it. You know how that feels. Right. Um, and I said to the Lord, uh, I said, God, I don't want to grow bitter. I don't want to grow jaded. I don't want to be a leader who doesn't have friends. I don't want to be isolated at the top just because these moments hurt. Right. So God, just just heal my heart. Just help me. Yep. It was a good week or so of just sitting with the Lord, mm-hmm. having some tears, letting the Lord, uh, you know, make me free of just any hurts or anything that I felt or any stress of what's to come. Right. Um, but He did, you know, mm-hmm. and I was able to bounce back. And so mm-hmm. I think in those bounce back, it's not ignoring what just happened. That's so good. Because yeah. you have to dive into it. Right. You have to let the Lord talk it out out with Jesus Uh, but when you go to the Lord and when you talk it out with Jesus you will always get that he understands exactly what you're going through because Mm -hmm. he has been through it the fact that God made himself human just so he could endure the things that we go through to empathize with us and then like literally shatter all anxieties we have to the point of shattering our anxiety about death is like the greatest thing about who God is and so even in those little things like those leadership hurts or those moments that friendships um you know break or they leave you Mm -hmm. it's like even Jesus gets that you know um thankfully I am still friends with this person and God is good and there's no bitterness or hurt feelings but um I just, I just love the aspect of God. So how do you bounce back? You got to dive in and you don't idolize your successes and you don't idolize your brokenness. You just have to humble yourself in the middle. Just such, I mean, I've seen you like learn that lesson over time. Like that's a really cool place to hear you say that because, you know, not always the case. Hasn't always been, but just to the point of like, God is always refining us and teaching us things. And I think that's a really like really cool place to hear your heart in and what God has done in your story and that as a leader. And I think a lot of people are going to learn from that, from your experiences that you've gone through mm-hmm. as early in their leadership as yeah. well. But I'm personally really thankful that you figured out that being friends and yeah. being a leader is a really sweet thing because I love that. Mm-hmm. That's one of the sweetest things. Like, I love that I get to work with one of my best friends. It's awesome. Truly, Sadie. Like, the best I love thing. it so much. And like, there's moments where we disagree. Yeah. And there's moments where we probably annoy each other. <laughs> You know what? It's so great. This is what I love about working with your friends. Yeah. Because, like, greater things happen when you work with the people that you know and that you love. And, like, yes, hard things happen, and it it makes the heartache times maybe a little bit harder. Right. But the good times, it makes them so much better. And the hard times, it strengthens you, too, because we know each other's weaknesses. We know each other's strength. We know. We know. I can look at you and be like, you're stressed. What's going on? Like we yeah. But what's really cool yeah. is like in friendship, just like whenever you have a sleepover with your friends and they all are all just like being the goofiest version of yourself. Like you're being the original version that God created you to be childlike faith. Yes. I feel that way when I step into our office every day with the Same. people that are around us. Every one of my friends is operating at the highest level of their gifting. Mm-hmm. And I am beyond grateful I got to hire them in that position. Because yeah. like I'm hiring people 
because I know them and because I'm like, you have this gifting. This is natural for you. You don't have to strive. You don't have to try. Right. Like, this is just what comes out of you because of who God created you to be. And I think you need to be in this lane at LO. Mm-hmm. And everyone's in that like thriving position because yeah. they're they're being who they were originally created to be, surrounded by friends who will champion them into being the best version of themselves and carrying them when they're in the lowest version. So mm-hmm. I just think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I think it's always worth fighting for that friendship and to leaders who have been hurt and jaded I get it I get why you don't want to be friends with people that you work with I get why it hurts and yes there are boundaries at times that you need to make Mm -hmm. but I also think it's worth fighting for yeah absolutely and like the other week we were having this like small disagreement on something that didn't even really matter but it was like it mattered but like we were like going back and forth and I remember I came to your house and I was like afterwards we figured it out and I was like there is no one on the planet I would rather disagree with on a Wednesday afternoon than <laughs> yeah. you yeah. because it was like the safest place to be yeah. able to disagree knowing okay we have like heard all of the options and actually like it made us better because we like ex- like searched out all the yeah. things and it wasn't like no we have to do it my way no we have to do it your way it was like okay yeah. wait let's just pause and like mm-hmm. let me bring this to the table let me bring this to the table and it was like okay this you is can like the disagree best with honoring people well still. Yes. It's like you had an opinion I didn't agree with and I had an opinion you didn't agree with, but right. both of us valued each other's opinion enough to say, let me think about that. Right. Or let me take a day. And right. we both called separate people right. and asked what their opinion was. And we're like, hey, I don't want to miss this. And yes. We came together and we yes. ended up deciding on something that wasn't actually either of our opinion, yes. <laughs> which is really funny. <laughs> and then, um, man, and even just like the other day when I, I felt hurt by uh, the smallest thing, yeah. I was like, Steph, I'm coming in your office. I'm like, I'm telling you something. I was like, this kind of hurt my feelings and I'm yeah. telling you because I don't want to think about the rest of the day. And so there are things that you have to do um, right. to, to kind of protect yourselves yes. from getting in fights or getting in tiffs with like your friends or your yes. teammates. And so this isn't just for people who work together. This could be people who are just mm-hmm. friends. Like yes. if you're annoyed by what a friend did or sad or hurt by what a mm-hmm. friend did or or you disagree, like there's a way to do that in, in, a, di- in a respectful way that's right. not disrespectful, in an honoring way that's right. not dishonoring. There's a way to do that without gossiping and telling everyone else. Right. Just going straight to the person and being like, just hey, say it. I know your heart. And I know it wasn't this. I'm assuming yes. the best in you. Assume the best in one another. Right. And just say like, let's talk this out. Yes. Which is also the hardest thing to go to somebody and be like, can I just say this? Yeah. But like once you do, it's like, ooh, the freedom. lights in it. There's just so much freedom of like, okay, yeah. I just need to like get this off my chest, yeah. which I feel like I've learned so much just in our work relationship and in our friendships. And like, I think being an ultimate sister and a friend is believing the best yeah but also communicating when there's there's it's tension good. and like it's so good you have to do that it's good do you want to talk about like how much you love me now <laughs> i'm just kidding Steph, you were i interviewed you already i told everybody how much i love oh, you okay okay wait, back <gasps> to you okay sorry, sorry back to you okay back to you all right before before we we close here i want to ask you how do you maintain your own like spiritual journey with the Lord while you're also like prepping messages and trying to like plan for other things because like you're in there writing on the whiteboard doing all these things and like planning an amazing message to share but I think some people might think like oh that's just like you went out there to share that message but like how do you also then like find your own moments with the Lord or do those messages come out of your own time with the Lord? Like what does that process really look like for you of like, how do you not make your message prep or like your 
job, like yeah. your quiet time, your job. Yeah. Do you know it's what good. I mean? And I'm, I think there's a lot, it's like, good. even for me, like leading a, a small group sometimes, I'm like, I'm like constantly searching for things, content for yeah. a small group instead of like, God, like, what are you wanting to say to me? Yeah. And there's probably so many other people out there who are, can, yeah. can experience that on like smaller scales and like yours is on a big scale. It's good. Yeah, man, that's hard. This is hard. So we'll say, I don't do it perfectly all the time, but I will say this. I think that a lot of times we put so much pressure on what our quiet time with God has to be that God never put on us. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, we're like, we have to wake up at 6 a.m. and like spend the first seconds with God because like so many people say that that's a good thing to do, which it is a good thing to do. Jesus would rise early in the morning and go be with God. So if you do that, 100%. 100%. That is great. That's following after the heart of, of the Lord. But it's not like God set a meeting date with you at 6 a.m. that you overslept and missed. And, right. and I think for a long time I thought of it like that. Same. I'd be like, okay, in the morning I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have my quiet time. And then I wouldn't. And, you know, right. life would get crazy and I would miss it. And then I'd be like, oh, God's right. so disappointed in me. Like, I failed. Yes. And I was like, God didn't even, like, he wasn't waiting there at 6 a.m. being like, she she stood me up. Like, God's with you, like, throughout the whole day. I remember in school, um, in just middle school, like my Bible teacher saying, like, start your prayer in the morning and never end it. And I still do that. Like, I 24-7 am praying. I'm talking to God all day, every day, probably repetitively at times, you know. He's probably like, okay, you've already said that, you know. But I just, yeah. I'm always talking to God. I'm always communicating with God. Like I said, I was on an airplane the other day. I just felt like I was just reading in my word. And I just felt like the Lord was like, wash your feet because I'm reading his word and he's like he'll speak to you through his word and I'm like ah no so I think like anytime mm-hmm. I get to just like pray or anytime I get to ask the Lord a question or anytime I get to read the word I do because I love the word right so I think that cultivating that space with God where it's like personal to you and outside of maybe your job if you're in ministry or outside of church on a Sunday is truly desiring to hear from him truly desiring to be with him because if you desire to be with him you'll make time to be with him right um or you'll you'll ask him little questions throughout your day he'll be involved in your whole day and I think God God's just involved in my whole life whether I'm message prepping or whether I'm sitting, you know, on my couch with Christian and what we like to do is, you know, uh, something about candles. I think it's because fire in the Bible represents the presence of God. Yeah. And lighting a candle, like, I literally think, like, okay, this is representing me, welcoming the presence of God into this room. Whether I'm working on a message or whether I'm sitting at home, like I said, on the couch with Christian, having a quiet time. I'll turn on worship on our YouTube and I'll just sit there and worship. I'll journal some. I might read some. But oftentimes it's just me sitting there and being with him, being with the Lord, resting in his presence, listening if he wants to speak. Um, I will say um, he doesn't always speak in those moments. Um, I told y'all this recently. I got up and saw the sunrise like every morning for two weeks, and I, I just really thought the Lord was going to speak to in those moments. Right. And I was like, radio silence. Like, heard nothing. Like, got nothing. Mm-hmm. And it can be in those times that you're like, oh, well, God, like, is it even worth sitting here? But what's crazy is as I was journaling through uh, those sun- sunrise moments, um, now fast forward two months, and most of my message for this conference is from the journals Which that I wrote insane. two months ago in those radio silent Silence. moments. Yeah. And so time with the Lord is never wasted, mm-hmm. you know. 
reading, even if you read a whole passage of the Bible and don't understand it, it's not wasted. Like, I think the word is active and alive. So if yeah. you put it in your spirit, like, God will activate it mm-hmm. and make it come to life in the right moment, in the right time. It's crazy how if I read a verse in the morning, odds are that verse will come up at some point in my conversation that day. Because yes. it's dwelling it's in, in me. you. It's in you. I have that same moment, too. Alive. Yeah. So make time to be with the Lord. If you don't make a specific time, just invite him into all day, every day. Seek him first. Seek him in all things. Seek him in conversations you have. Seek him in the music you listen to. Seek him in the shows that you watch. Yeah. I'm looking for analogies in every aspect of my life. Yeah. And I think that's probably because I speak, so I know I, I want them. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if I didn't speak and preach, I would love to see analogies throughout my whole right. day because it just makes God look so much bigger. Yeah. So, man, I hope that helps. So good. Um, but I think place. overall, let's take the pressure off. That's good. Because God's there. That's really good. In every aspect of our lives, Mm -hmm. we can take that pressure off. That's so good, Sadie. Wow, Sadie. Thank you. This I'm so glad that you were on my podcast today. Wow, Steph, thanks for, you know, making room for me. I've been, well, I've been trying to get you on for like for so long, but your people are like, oh, she's so busy and so busy. No, for real, thank you for making time for me. Honestly, truly, no, for real. Sadie, and I, you're going to be like, cut this out. No, I just want to say. I want to honor you as a leader. You are an incredible leader. And it has been honestly one of my greatest joys in life to be mm-hmm. on the LO team and to work under you these last five years mm-hmm. with you, under you, so and sweet. be a part of this. And like truly, you are the same person on the stage as you are in our office, in your house, and in our friendship. And I Thank love you. you so much. And I hope that the world also can see that and I think it's you you. Sh- it shines and I know that they see that but like so I love sweet. you and I'm so grateful that so God gave you a vision for LO. Thank you. Me too. I love that you said that. No, thank you. I, I won't I won't make you cut that out because I actually wanted to, to say to that point that you know how we said it hasn't always been this way. It hasn't yeah. always, I think when you get to the point that you're living in such an authentic way that you truly are the same person. Yeah in your private moments that you are in your public moments you're the same person with the lord that you are in your quiet times with the lord that you are in your public ministry yeah. times with the lord. when you authentically get that way life just flows so much better and everything yeah. just comes so much more natural you don't have to be nervous when there's cameras in front of you you don't have yeah. to be nervous when there's people following you because you know who you are mm-hmm. and um i think if i could give people like advice in just life is like we say live original for a reason. Yeah. You know, like living authentically original um, is probably the greatest blessing and the greatest gift you can give to yourself. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that message in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful I get to preach that over everybody else's life yeah. who comes along this journey. So thanks for making the things happen, Steph. <laughs> if it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't be here. Teamwork makes the dream work. I wouldn't be on this podcast but if it wasn't for you, and that's true. That's true. Because you Googled how to start a podcast. That is real. And if let me, my advice to people out there is just Google anything you want to know. It's just, it's out there. That's right. And if you want one more dinosaur. <laughs>